0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Bang Boardcast, episode number 264.
1: I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul.
0: And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways.
1: The first being The Week in
2: Geek, bringing the top geek stories the past week. Next is the list the books that we are looking forward to, coming out June 10th, 2015.
0: Now you follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week we're doing a little bit of summer reading. Uh... Paul came up with the idea for this one, and we're going to put together a list of books for you to check out on your summer break or while you're on vacation. And it's going to be books that we don't normally talk about here, so it's something to look forward to, and uh, hopefully some stuff you want to check out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And something that you always want to check out with us are our beer reviews. And Paul and I are having a beer that comes from uh, a local brewery, one of our favorites, and this is uh, Tangier from Southern Tier. This is a Session IPA brewed with tangerine peels. Is that how you pronounce it? It's not Tangier? Tangier? I mean, it's T-A-N-G-I-E-R. I I mean, you could say it any way Hmm. you'd want to pronounce it.
0: But it'd be pronounced incorrect if you weren't saying Tangier.
2: Tangier? Yeah, okay. All right.
0: I I don't
1: know. But it's... uh, it's nice. It's a good summertime refreshing citrusy
2: hoppy. I think this replaces uh, uh, Saranax White IPA for a summer beer for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Because yeah.
2: Because it's eight ninety nine for a six-pack. Yeah, it's a session beer. And I'm, it's one of those ones that I'm looking to drink ice cold mm-hmm. and enjoy on the porch. You know what it replaces for me? 2X Steam. 2X Steam. <laughs> because you know why?
1: They no longer produce 2X Steam. And that was a, session, a lower alcohol uh, hoppy beer that they released last summer, and I just couldn't get enough of it. I I think I during that summer I bought four
0: six-packs. I don't know if I remember liking that beer. I
1: liked 2X Steam
0: quite a bit. I think 2X Steam was pretty good. It's been a while since I've had it, but I think I liked it. And Tangier is
2: very good. Uh, and then something like, tastes like crap warm, but cold. Mm-hmm. So good,
1: It's pretty good. This is uh, a little uh, on the colder side, you know, just a little, just a tad, just, just a hair, and it's still really good. I I, I don't mind it. No, no, I like it. And if you want to be
2: fruity you can put an orange peel in it. Uh, we had this. Paul and I had this at uh, the public day at Southern Tier, and they, when you get it, they gave you a piece of tangerine with it. And I took a sip, liked it. Then I squeezed the juice yeah. in there, and I was like it made the beer pop even more. Mm -hmm. It kind of helps with the uh, bring up more of the
1: citrus and less of the hop flavor. But Uh, it's got a
0: great nose. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Chris, what are you you drinking? Um, I don't have any beer this week, Mm. but instead I am drinking a soda. And this is from the Proper Soda Company. And this is their hop soda. Uh, They refer to it as a simply refreshing soda made with all natural ingredients. Uh, The only stuff in this, carbonated water, cane sugar, citric acid, and natural hops extracts.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If you've ever had one of those little like hop candies, this tastes just like that. So it's a Except sweet hop. It's a nice sweet, but you get that hop on it. But it's not like an overly bitter hop. It's just that kind of hop flavor.
1: Where would you I find like hop candy? Other, oh, You have to find it at a brewery, right? And like,
0: i say pretty much any brewery. Yeah. They have them as like in their gift shop area mm-hmm. um, I don't know really I like hop candy I have a bag of it in the kitchen right now but this is good this is really nice really light sweet perfect for a hot summer day or you know a pre-moving drink mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and no alcohol on that huh Because no so that's that's something you can just, drink while
0: driving just <laughs> oh. a soda made with hops there we go It's tasty. Tasty. Mm -hmm. You know what else is tasty? News? Some news.
2: Well, I want to talk about this because I started talking about this and was told, shut up, John. Save that for the news. Disney is rumored to be talking to Ewan McGregor about reprising his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi for an Obi-Wan Kenobi trilogy that would be taking place... After Episode 3 and before
1: 4. See, I I was kind of thinking, oh, cool, Clone Wars. Because like, in Episode like 3, there's all those scenes with Obi-Wan and Anakin where they kept on referring to how great and awesome all their adventures have been for the past like five years. I'm like, oh, cool. But they're going to explore all those awesome adventures that they've had. Yeah, they did in the TV series. I still have only seen like the first... 10 episodes of that TV series it's on Netflix and it's the episodes that I see are good but it's one of those things where I definitely you know it's something that Kate isn't interested in so I'm definitely not going to watch it with her and so I don't
2: really You know who watch loves, it. you know who loves Star Wars is your friend Eric why don't you two do that when you do your hangouts because we're yeah. watching you're watching MacGyver Mac- yeah <laughs> MacGyver's freaking awesome <clears throat>
0: Well, apparently so is the Clone Wars cartoon, though.
2: But MacGyver MacGyver comes to an end. Yeah, when MacGyver comes to an
1: end, maybe we'll move on to that. Yeah, there you go. I got another year of MacGyver. I got at least two to three years of MacGyver. (laughs) That's
2: so So weird. There's going to come a time when you're going to be like, I think think we can stop with the MacGyver. We might start
1: right back up again (laughs) at the beginning when we get to the end of MacGyver. MacGyver's great. This is why I always see
2: you walking around with duct tape. <laughs> yes. And that leather jacket on.
1: Well, you know, you never know. You never know you when never you need know. it. You never you know, know when
0: you're going to need it. I don't know. I support this decision, though. Oh, MacGyver? Thank you. <laughs> no. I no. appreciate it. Not, not at all. We talked about that before. I don't.
1: <laughs> but The, the guy mean, loves fireworks. He loves point... bombs. He loves hockey. What?
0: Are you talking about Eric or
2: <laughs> MacGyver. <laughs> Both, it's <laughs> awesome.
0: But a post-episode three Obi-Wan movie, I I would like that idea. Um, I think Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan was probably one of the better parts of the prequel uh, he's, trilogy. He's my favorite part of the trilogies. I wouldn't mind him coming back. I wouldn't mind seeing his adventures. You know, before episode four, just seeing him, not. Not as the hermit, I don't want just like... Yeah, exactly, that's what I'm king. thinking. No, I'm
2: just... You want you want Obi-Wan on the run, trying yeah. to find some other Jedis, finding them, losing them, you know, k- keep having to deal with, you know, the Empire no. and... Not just being a strange old hermit?
0: No. Yeah, I, I, just him like <laughs> that's sitting what around, I'm afraid of. chasing Jawas off of his lawn. Uh,
2: I think <laughs> Disney's for... smart enough to be like, well... What should we do? Just an old guy it's sitting It's Gran Torino in the Star Wars universe. That's what... Yeah. That's, Somebody's got to
1: organize these... That's what episode was.
2: four was. This is Dirty Harry leading up to that. Yeah,
1: uh, Ewan McGregor's character...
2: This uh, is the third movie, he can have those moments where he's like, I've gotten too old for this shit. But until like that third movie, he should be just cutting the hell... Through the bad guys with his lightsaber and just everybody around him dying and he just continuing to survive. So he's
1: uh what's her name from Murder She Wrote?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's showing up, showing people up, dying people around dying. him, she's solving the mystery, and then she just moves on to another town. Why does anybody invite her anywhere?
0: Why does Paul have the worst taste in TV shows ever is what I want to know. <laughs>
2: murder she wrote was good it was
0: good good. come on i like murder she wrote got a typewriter at least a tv show that i can agree on liking with you is arrested development hey you guys like it paul have you ever watched it (laughs) yes oh paul Paul doesn't like it i don't like it i can't like it
1: because everybody's so awful they're, you know, and I'm just like, I don't care. Nobody's gonna win and it's that's not the point of the show. There's no escape of that. They're just there. Oh, it's the
0: it's the same way on Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and you pretend to like that show for people. <laughs> at,
1: least have, at least that's funny.
2: <laughs> uh
0: anyways,
2: uh season five will be coming out on Netflix in two thousand sixteen. So I'm excited about that. Are they going to actually bring the whole cast together and shoot it all at
1: once, or is it going to be the split up thing again and then everybody's saying, oh, this show's kind of crappy, they, they haven't recaptured the heart, and then when they finally get to the last episode, they're like, oh, no, that was actually good.
0: Well, they did have all the cast together. You see them interacting at in different parts and points.
1: Mm-hmm. But they didn't shoot it all together. They shot it, you know.
2: Yeah. But individually. hopefully they'll be able to get everyone together. Oh, so they haven't said... They announced, season five will be coming out Okay, 2016.
1: This one, make sure
2: that we get the whole news story. Get the whole news story. Get it all. That's the news. Headline. The Headline. Unpack it. Take it out of the box. Make sure. No, I, I imagine with them working on it and bringing it back, they're going to try to have... Try to recapture that lightning
1: yeah. Because, you know, what's... Michael, Sarah, uh, Jason Bateman, Christopher, Chris Cross. not nah. Chris Cross? Not Chris Cross. Chris Cross? Me? David Cross? David Cross. What are, what are all the
0: What are they up to? Anything? Really? Movies? Yeah. David David Cross is doing Mr. Show or another Netflix. Yeah, yeah he's like, comedy He's got, show he's like got, got
1: 3 Netflix shows. <laughs> so he can shoot. he's he's there at the Netflix studios. Anyway, so yeah, he's he's free and available.
2: Bateman continues to do movies. Any of them good? He's got a new one coming out. It's a departure kind of project for him, and a little more serious. Hmm. Uh, looks like he might be playing more of a bad guy.
1: He always plays a bad guy.
0: <laughs> he's never a good guy. He's in Arrested Development.
1: Yeah, no, he's a dick in Arrested Development too. But everybody else is such a, such more dickish that he looks better for it. And the it's only like, way he—it's like Paul on the Baghdad broadcast. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. The only way, the only place he looks almost socially acceptable is with his family.
2: Yeah. Hey, I heard there's some shit about computer, Paul. Oh yeah, uh, if you
1: download or buy a game through Steam, you now have up to fourteen days, or two, uh, you know, and two hours of playtime... Uh, to return it. If you, you decide that you don't like it, or if it's buggy and isn't working on your computer, you can return it to Steam for a full refund. So that's nice. That's or, nice. You know, EA, with their Origin program, they've been doing that for a while. Uh, but, you know, most of the time, uh, I have the Steam problem of buying a game and then not playing it. Yeah, they so, get you. They hook so, you. They so you. the thing is, two weeks of time is like, well... I, I might have two weeks before I actually sit down and really play it. Maybe you should wait until you have time to play it. Yeah, but I, I, the Steam sale—I <laughs> gotta buy it while it's on sale, John. So that's the risk I'm taking. So I'll buy it on sale, you know, for eighty percent off,
2: and then I'm out that figure, three dollars. You gotta figure a way where, you know, you don't go on to Steam <laughs> to look at the Steam sales unless you have the time to play the game. Play a game.
0: As I say, maybe when you are actually looking at the game, being like, "Am I going to play this?"
2: No, no, because it's three
1: dollars. <laughs> Why wouldn't I want to buy it? It's Three dollars. It looks like a great game. Three dollars.
0: Well, it was only three dollars, and I wouldn't worry about having to uh, return it.
1: Yeah, that's what I am saying. That's the trade off. I guess I am going to make. You know, so I, I don't, I won't be able to return it because I won't play it. For, you know, within fourteen days. But hey, bought it on discount,
0: so. What can I do? What can you do?
1: It's
0: good. It's good. You can you can look forward to some new comic books coming out from over at Marvel.
2: Ooh.
0: How many? Fifty to sixty. Oh, because that's right. After Secret Wars, uh, Marvel is not rebooting, but they are doing something of a relaunch with the all new, all different Marvel Universe. Oh, man. Um, all of their books starting over with a new number one Ooh. editor Axel Alonso came out and said this is not a reboot of our universe it's going to be the same characters you know and love maybe in different roles maybe d- different people in the costume but this is a continuation of everything that's come before So, which, when is, they... inter- which oh. is interesting because they're coming out of Secret Wars and stuff should be different after that but we'll see So they the one... released two uh, teaser images kind of like hinting at the uh, status quo of the all new all different Marvel UN. there's some stuff there I don't know if it's anything worth really discussing because at this point it's all just guesswork.
1: Yeah, I saw, I see the picture and I think this. Well, there's going to be within two weeks a free comic book uh, coming out which basically tells everybody. You have 46 pages and it's basically previews of all the different books, I believe. Uh, that was in the news article. But what I find interesting is when they say all new, all different, and then they have, you know, they go online and do interviews and saying all new, all different means, same characters, same continuity, um, maybe in a different role, but mostly all same, all continuing. But it's well, a one,
0: female Wolverine now.
1: Well, no, it's not it's really. X, it's
0: X-23. Like X23 yeah. 23 yeah. And but then, I and think then it's Old Man I think Logan. Logan. It's something exciting that they can do and it's <laughs> definitely going to make me take note of some books that you know what, normally I probably wouldn't look at.
1: Yeah. You know, how are we going to talk about all these books as, you know, all new number ones? Like, there's, there has to be some way we could talk about oh. them all in a quick manner.
2: Uh, I don't maybe know. we purchase the ones that we want to read and then we talk about it in a oh. lookout. Yeah. Back.
0: I don't want to get stuck buying.
2: Well, we wouldn't have to buy them, but we could talk about them all
0: in a draft. Okay. Well, I'm okay with drafting. And I'll buy the ones that I like yeah. from the ones that I have to. It,
1: it, you know buy. that way we get a, some sort of ranking. We can, we can tell people how much how excited we are in in, in, a, okay. in a in a order.
0: When you pitched the draft earlier, like pre-show, I thought you were saying like, well, "Let's buy them all again." And I was like, "No," because no, that's no. how you get stuck with voodoo, and hawk and dove.
1: Yeah. Well, that was before when we were doing the big push. Be- behind our youtube channel and going to do you know weekly comic book reviews on the youtube
0: which we did and now you guys yeah. do uh the bang board bite uh board game reviews yep bi-weekly so, bi-weekly make sure you check out the last one which you guys talk about king of tokyo
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, it's going to be in the show notes for this episode if you didn't see it when it was posted on the youtube channel or over on the facebook
2: it just got king of new york it's awesome
0: i've heard it's so much better <sighs> I know so, di- so different. I love it. Hey, you know what? You guys should do that for a bag and board bite review.
1: We will eventually. And uh we'll cover King of uh King of New York and also the power up expansion coming soon. Uh well the power up expansion that came out for King of Tokyo along with uh the upgrades in within uh King of New York. We'll ah. be discussing that in a bag and board board bite uh and then what maybe a month and a half from now?
0: Something so, like that. Yeah. Well, all this talk about kings of New York and Tokyo makes me want to talk about another king, the king of Atlantis.
2: Ooh.
0: Name just announced uh, we have a director for the Aquaman movie.
1: Oh, cool. Did uh, they announce it Fast and Furious-like?
0: They did, and it took them seven tries to get there, but uh, <laughs> just announced James Wan, director of <laughs> Furious 7, uh, is... Going to be helming the Aquaman movie coming out in 2018.
1: Seven Fast and the Furious movies, seven C's.
0: I get what they did there. I see what they did there. They're we doing. go. Yep. Um, which is kind of interesting that we're getting the Aquaman director, and they've already started like casting and writing the Flash movie with nobody directing that, and it's coming out the same year. So I think we might hear something about that soon too. Because mm-hmm. we already got who's playing the Flash, but. Be nice to know uh, who'd be helming that movie. Yeah, it would definitely gotta, be interesting. You got to get to work on it.
2: Yeah, like um, the uh, Gambit movie hasn't been able to find a director. They've had like four major directors pass on it. Well, that's over at Fox. Yeah. And more and
1: more, I, I, I'm more more and more worried every time I see a new screenshot or anything else coming out from the DC, you know, Warner Brothers DC movie, TV. Still enjoying their T V line, you know. I Thank would. you, John, for the uh for the help with uh learning how to e-
2: Hulu. Yeah, 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 no problem. The Flash is really good. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, <laughs> it's like so, one of the best shows ever. <laughs> so Paul, you start watching The Flash.
1: I have been starting to watch it and then, you know, on sp- spits and spurts. But yeah, the Flash is so good. <laughs> yeah, Flash it's is super really good. good. What episode did you just watch? <sighs> Captain Cold? You I'm past Colt. You're past that? Past it when he gets with
2: Heat Wave. So, I'm getting there. You're getting there. I'm getting there. Very excited. They do a good, j- a good job. job. I like Captain... I like how they do Captain Cold. I didn't like yeah.
1: his first appearance because he's too much, like, Clock King. <laughs> yeah. And then they kind <clears> of...
2: <throat>
1: kind of... Get him more into Captain Cold territory. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. This is the Captain Cold I know.
0: Yeah. So, Paul... Have- you haven't watched Arrow, then, have you?
1: No, not yet. You know because are
0: you, are you okay with uh, Oliver Queen popping up in Flash? And when you see him, does it make you want to like check out Arrow? because well, there is like a decent amount of crossover.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it you know who I, makes me want to watch Arrow is Felicity.
0: She's adorable. <laughs> yeah. She's like a yeah, you get living... Her every week in Arrow.
1: I, I kind of wish she, you know, the whole, like, flirtation between her and Barry was, like, great. I'm like,
2: oh, man, this is... Did you see the part where he uh, ran her somewhere, and then her top ignited, and she had to pull it off, and she was just wearing a bra? No, I think you're making that up, nope. like some sort of fan fiction.
0: Nope.
2: Did I do... No, I
0: didn't <laughs> that. No, that, that actually happens in the episode. <laughs> I don't remember which one, but that's a thing.
1: That's a thing. But wait, the Speed
2: Force is supposed to protect... <sighs> he hasn't. Uh, he does. He hasn't really fully hit the f- speed force. He little by little, well, starts getting into it. Well, that's what he taps. The speed force is what he taps into
1: in order to run fast, and that's what helps protect him from
2: friction.
0: But he's not
1: running
2: fast enough. Uh, all
0: right. I don't they they a, cover all that, Paul.
2: It's a.
1: Fa- it's a flashbacks uh, physics, which is flimsy physics at best anyways, what, what what other news
0: do we got we got the, the oh yeah
1: the Aquaman doing the, that yeah, the movie Aquaman, yeah which those, we talk about those movies,
0: which I have this doesn't mean anything really for me i I'm not a and the Furious fan. I mean, the movie did really well, so I <laughs> think Warner Brothers is capitalizing on that, just to say, like, hey, if you like that movie, we've got Aquaman coming out from this guy too, but
1: I don't think there's gonna be much crossover between car guys and
2: well, I mean, he could be Aquaman. swimming really fast and furiously. furiously. He be swimming so furious, Tokyo, <laughs> Tokyo, <laughs> Tokyo Reef, <Riff. laughs> Reef, Tokyo
1: Drift. It's just, it's just him, just like laying. No, I was going with <laughs> Reef, but I forgot the word
2: Reef. Tokyo <laughs> Reef. Yeah, but he could still just be drifting by Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. like a beer in his hand. Tokyo Draft. There you go. Ah, talking That's, about drafts. What a Barry we now. I didn't, I didn't see any other news. <laughs> Maybe there's really some mo- movie news? More movie news <laughs> other than the Aquaman news? I remember something else. Oh. Well, uh, well, why don't you tell us that Well, Paul looks up our bracket numbers?
0: Yeah, um, Fallout 4 just announced from Bethesda Studios. Uh, this is the next part of their open world post apocalyptic RPG action shooter which, John, have you ever played any of the Fallout games?
2: No, I watched you play
0: it once. Okay. Now that you've you, you played know what a, a lot more, boy is? like open-world stuff, is this something you'd want to get into it now that you're playing The Witcher and like you've played Elder Scrolls?
2: Uh, it might. I'm, if, I mean, it depends how it looks and how well-rated it is. It's like, going to be highly rated, and it's yeah, going to look it's awesome. It's going to look great. <laughs> uh, maybe. It depends. I'm trying... Like. I keep wanting to be that kind of gamer I used to be where I could sit all day without pants without pants and just sit and play games and now that you know I have a house I have other things that I have to take care of and it's just you know it doesn't work out where you're just like eh, I'm gonna sit for eight hours and play a video game no the most he can do is go onto steam look at the games that are on sale and then buy them <laughs> that's like the most he can do I still get my playing time in, but I gotta pick and choose and be like, "Can I play tonight?" I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna yep. read a book.
0: Being off today was actually nice because I played a bunch of Diablo because I started playing that again. So yeah,
2: I been... wanted to get the new, the new um, DLC and stuff for that, but I haven't gotten around to it.
0: Yeah, I I made a wizard and I got him up to level seventy. So that was whoa, cool.
2: that's pretty nice. All in one day.
0: Uh it was over a couple of days. Like I'd play for like an hour after I got home and then today I did a bulk of the work. Just like leveling it up super quick. Mm. Now I know how to do it. It's like can power level that bitch. Nice. Well yeah, do we have uh movie numbers? Yeah,
1: movie numbers. Opening up this weekend was our on our bracket was Spy. Uh the Melissa McCarthy helm movie directed by Paul Feig. Uh, opening up with an estimated off of boxofficemojo.com of $30 million. Uh, remember Spy is going up against Ted 2 this, uh, in this year's bracket. Uh, Ted 2 is slated to be released on June 26th. But we don't need to look that far into the future for our next big release. Th- coming
0: out this Friday, Jurassic World. Starring Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. I'm looking forward to Jurassic World a lot. Um, I've heard good things about Spy. It's not my kind of movie. Um, if I had to pick between Ted and Spy, like I did, I'd pick for <laughs> graphic, Um I'd go Ted. I mean, that's the one that I would probably see, and I think it's still just going to do better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Looking at $30 million for Spy, I think Ted, too, can... Uh Quickly surpass that because I think Ted. Uh, let me look up the numbers for the original Ted. That had an opening weekend of fifty-four million. So, uh, Again, I think um, if you can,
0: you look up the opening for A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh, that was the okay. other second in, uh motion picture. I'm wondering how that one did. One
1: million. Say one million ways. Yep. Okay. Well, it's not popping up on uh, a, a million. Boxer,
2: a million. One
1: million. A million, a million. Oh, not one million. A million. Oh, there we go. A million ways to that opened up with (laughs) sixteen point seven million. Ooh. So, but you're really looking at. I would can, you know, compare Ted to Ted, to uh, to that opening. So.
0: I know. I was just I was just curious because I mean Mm -hmm. it's the the same audience that they're going for and. Yeah. Yeah. Million ways just didn't perform that well. So. No. Well, it wasn't that funny. Well, oh, it wasn't, but we didn't think Ted was going to be that funny either, you know. Yeah, but it was funny. But it was. Uh, coming but out. Here's, oh, go ahead. here's the thing. Like, Cleveland Show is done. I think American Dad, is that still on? I think so. I think people might just finally be getting burned out on Smith, uh, South MacCarlin. So we'll see. Maybe.
1: Uh, then on June 19th, we have Inside Out. Also uh, on our bracket, coming from Pixar. Is that Pixar,
0: or is that Disney? Yeah, that's that's Pixar. All right. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to actually get to see that in Disney World.
2: Ooh.
1: Did you hear about uh, people getting sneak peek, a look at Ant-Man 3D uh, in the Disney um, parks?
0: I saw that. That's actually in... Um, a Bug's Life. No, it's at, uh, whatchamacallit, Hollywood's... No, the California Adventure in...
1: Mm-hmm. But you go to uh, the Bugs Life Pavilion, uh, where they have that 3D movie, and that's where they're showing it. And they also have a Ant-Man costume there.
0: Which, I haven't looked into that. I hope it's just, like, really small. It's just, like, an empty glass case. Uh,
1: they're like,
0: no, it's in there.
1: Well, you're thinking of Jurassic World again. I can get see your, the ants, Mommy. Can you see the ants?
0: Get, you, get your cameras out, guys. There it is.
2: Get your cameras out and take a picture of our next beer. Muskoka Brewery's Unfiltered Mad Tom IPA Uh, This is supposed to be um, With it being Handcrafted with no preservatives You're supposed to drink it fresh And this is enjoy before August 23rd So we're doing pretty well with that Mm -hmm. And this is just kind of your Multi IPA Yeah it's
1: not very hoppy But you know coming off the tangier Um Maybe that's kind of dulled it up. My taste buds might have been uh, a little less sensitive. Aftertaste-wise, I have that IPA sensation on my tongue of uh, just that roughness. But uh, when I'm drinking it, it's kind of like an easy-going, you know, meh.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, I I took this... I I'd, I'd had us drink the Tangier before because I thought Session, a little bit of that fruity, might get overpowered by the next IPAs we're going to drink. And, yeah, I think the really great pop and flavor mm-hmm. that is Tangier just overpowered the uh, Muscoka Brewery. Okay. I think that's how you say it. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure that's exactly get a nice little bit of phlegm in there too, John, when you're making that uh second K sound, you know. Uh, make sure you should, you tell me
2: how it's done. Show me how it's done. Uh that would be muskoka oka. Muskoka.
1: Musoka. Okay. I'm guessing, huh? I'm I don't know how to pronounce that. I don't
2: know. But it's okay. Not great.
1: <laughs> you know what is great? What's that? Soda that Chris is drinking. And also comic books that are coming out this week.
2: Hey, comic books. <laughs> I forgot about the list. And those are the books... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, those are the books that we're looking forward to coming out June 10th, 2015. And, uh, Paul, what are you looking forward to? Is it going to be a Marvel book? Y- you know what? I'm, I'm,
1: I'm split between two books. Uh, Inhumans, Antelian Ra- Rising, Coming Out of Battle World, which is spinning out of Secret Wars from Marvel number two I, we didn't talk about it during we might have mentioned it briefly in our look back but this was one of my favorite of the battle world books from marvel uh the first one just really interesting uh medusa is tasked with finding this you know resistance movement that has built up over in in battle world uh you have this group of rebels switching between the different uh cities or realms of battle world and uh medusa is trying to ferret them out uh and she sends an agent to basically uh, the New York, C- the New York City, which is this like nexus of all the different realms. And what's happening in the in this New York City, there is a bar where every, anybody can go, and it's a completely uh, demilitarized zone. It's like the only safe place you can be at. And uh, who should be working the bar but a black bolt that can talk? Ooh, he and he's talk. a bar, and he's a bartender, and You're he working. knows all the secrets. And does he work in a room that's... So it's like a speakeasy. It's,
2: it's called, called the silent room,
1: the quiet room, quiet room. So it has this like 1930s kind of like a uh, Casablanca kind of feel of wartime is going on outside the world and in this like special area in- inside the bar, you know. You can find peace and a drink, but you might find a stranger that could be a friend or could be an enemy. So, ah. so it's fun. Uh, written by Charles Soule and art by, uh, I mentioned it before the show, John Timms. John Timms. Fun. Uh, Chris, what are you looking forward to? I haven't heard your voice in a while.
0: Hey, it's a, it's been a while. Uh, I'm looking forward to a number one coming out from over at DC Comics, and this is Red Hood and Arsenal number one. Uh, This is written by Scott Liddell, who handled the Red Hood and the Outlaws book that came out with the New 52, with art by Dennis Medry, who I haven't seen on anything before, so I'm looking forward to seeing what this book looks like. Uh, This is basically going to be the boys' club. Red Hood, Arsenal together, uh, Starfire's off doing her own thing in her own book, which is... Probably the other one that you were looking at, Pick and Paul?
1: Yeah, uh, written by Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor. It's promising to be the even lighter-hearted Harley Quinn book.
0: I I think you can do a little bit more with Starfire than you could with Harley Quinn, because this is still the alien Starfire who's (laughs) newer to Earth.
1: Yeah, still fish out of water.
0: So it gives you a good amount of naivety to play with. But red hood and arsenal i really enjoyed that book when it started coming out and i just kind of fell off of it and then john you started picking it up and i fell off i read those ones and i I still enjoyed it um
2: You, you know what happened is it was like okay it's back it's scott liddell back on it you had a couple really good books and then they went to space again yeah and that was kind of where i started falling off on scott liddell's other run of it but i hope it's that that first issue where it's you know uh Red Hood breaking Arsenal out of jail, or vice versa, I forget what it is. The two of them in a car with a mob coming up behind them, and then more bickering about, like, what's the better 80s band? And Mm -hmm. then tons of action. Like, I'm really hoping it's going to be that fun, off-the-wall... Buddy road trip? Buddy road trip. (laughs) Slapstick comedy action crazy
0: bonanza. War. So... It sounds like you're looking forward to a crazy, fun, buddy comedy action road trip book, too. I am. Your (laughs) book.
2: The book I'm picking, probably not so much. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Constantine the Hellblazer, number one. Uh, I'm a huge Hellblazer fan. I picked up the first mm, bit of Constantine, which I enjoyed. Uh, then it started getting into the big crossovers with the uh, Pan- Pandora's box. Pan- yeah, yeah. Pandora. and I yeah. just fell out of that because it kept working its way into that. It was a big, Constantine was a big player in that. So I'm looking to jump back onto a comic book that I do love. Uh, and why not with the new number one, new writer, new artist team, um, Ming Doyle writing and Riley Rossimo. On art. So definitely just want to try it again. It's a road trip,
1: and the only buddy is himself. Hmm. Or the ghosts that haunt him. Oh my goodness, it's exactly like Marty sure wrote. Except instead of he's <laughs> solving, he's solving demons that are kind of like the murder. Uh, yeah, yeah. Everywhere he goes, somebody's
2: dead. Somebody. <laughs> there's a dead thing. There's something mystical. Yep. He's Mr. Magic Pants. <laughs>
1: he is Mr. Magic Pants. Yeah. Where's the Magic Pants? <laughs> <I can't.
0: laughs>
2: oh, dramatic reading.
0: <laughs> are, are you sure, or do you want to dwell on that a little bit longer?
1: <laughs> no. No, I'll stand by it. John Constantine, he wears them magic pants. He wears them, Chris. He,
0: that he does. And like he does that, we also do dramatic readings. And now, a dramatic reading from Big Thunder Mountain number three, page nine, panel four.
1: The tide, he is a turn and miss. That's plain to see. But here's the real truth, straight from Cumulus-T. I promised rain clouds, not prosperity. Nothing but a silver-tongued flim-flam man.
0: That was a dramatic reading from Big Thunder Mountain number three, page nine, panel four.
1: Man, if I knew uh, Big Thunder Mountain was going to get a flim-flam man, I might have stayed on.
0: It's not too late. It's only three She's in.
1: Yeah, uh, that's all right. <laughs>
0: There's a the flim-flam man. But I, I think I heard you guys opening another beer over there. Or are you still drinking your other one? No,
2: we opened up. Uh, this Our next is beer. the Muskoka
1: Breweries twice as Mad Tom Double IPA, and this is uh, this has more flavor than that first IPA. It's a little coconutty, a little coconutty, and then I get a lot of grapefruit. Like a minute after I finished having a sip.
2: Like a full minute. <laughs> it's see, like not even... Like it's not co- even after that. coconutty mix. is that. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like right when I swallow, it just... It just... Up to flavor. Like it mm-hmm. starts real small and then it just yeah. builds. I like it. Yeah,
1: I, I like it too. I, I kind of want to try it a little bit on the chilled side. I think it might...
2: These were chilled. They weren't cold because mm-hmm. they've been sitting... Thir- yeah. 35-minute th- yeah. car ride. Yeah, yeah. These were ch- But I think this colder
1: might help get that flavor, you know... Make that flavor pop. pop. a little bit more on that back end. Because up front, you know, it's just nothing really there. And then the back tastes, you know, the back end is so much better. Uh, much like summer, you know, sometimes it takes a while to warm up, especially here in the north. Uh, but once it's here, there's nothing better than sitting out on your front stoop or on a porch... And just reading a couple comic books, you know, just sitting down. Uh, when I originally brought this uh, main topic to the group, I'm like, oh, kind of like, you know, what if you had? Paul wanted to give you homework. homework. Yeah, like homework, <laughs> like what what would be assigned, like in the in a high school or we even you know level kind of area for for reading of comic books and John is like no no it should be fun it should be fun Paul it's the summer like what book would you read you know to have fun like sit and I'm like okay let's do that so I was so in my mindset I was like okay what books could I sit down and like over the course of maybe hour hour and a half tops have finished reading and really enjoyed you know sitting out on the outside on the porch like you know two two hours maybe tops and you get a complete story
2: when i and i when i said do it something fun i hearkened it back to last summer like when we read aerosmith mm-hmm. and i was like i sat on the porch with a beer i was i enjoyed every moment of being outside and reading this book um even though it wasn't great but when we did uh, space mountain it was the same thing i sat out i had a drink and i I read, I read that book in the summer, and it was, felt like a summertime book. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I wanted this to be if we were going to do this. And that's what we are doing. Because
1: yeah.
0: these guys, that's, like, that's fun. That's what
1: <laughs> For some reason,
0: you know. <laughs> Paul automatically goes to work.
1: No, I can't like, hey, What guy.
0: what people would make him read, not what he wants to read.
1: No, no, what 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 is good books that you should read, and they are good good and enjoyable.
2: This book took place in the past, so it would be history's book. Yeah,
1: you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek, kind of fun stuff like that. Like Aerosmith would totally be a history course kind of book that you would read. But, but John,
2: uh, aren't you excited to hear what Chris read? I am.
0: I was going to make Paul start, since this was a Paul baby.
2: Chris, Chris what do you want Paul to read first? <laughs> are, you, are you throwing it to me? No, I'm throwing it back to Paul. Paul, Paul. book!
1: Okay, well, the first one that came right to my mind was uh, Chanate Voyage from uh, Craig Thompson. site. Uh, because Chris said, Paul, you're not allowed to p- pick blankets anymore on, on this, so I said, aha! I will go with Chris Thompson's other good book, because Goodbye, Chunky Rice sucks. Sorry, it does. Um, Chanate Voyage uh, feature is basically Craig Thompson, he goes over to Europe to do a bunch of book signings uh, for the or, like, an anniversary of Blankets being released. Uh, It was a big hit for him out there for top-shelf comics. And what he decided to do was basically, uh, on his free time, just sit and draw. And, you know, uh, all of Europe, you know, he's going through uh, France and uh, southern France, uh, Italy... Uh, he goes down to Morocco and it's this great travel journal of, of him tr- going around Europe and it's I felt, you know, it's vicarious living It was, it's a really fun, interesting read because it's slice of life and it shows you that somebody that does really cartoony work, you know, in his storytelling, there's still a lot of craft there because when he sits and just draws landscapes and draws buildings, you know there's the economy align is all there you know that, that is his kind of cartoony more style but it looks you know like it could be a photograph you know that is just filtered through one of those uh, you know Adobe Photoshop kind of sketch drawings kind of things because everything is there and it looks really great and it's just really interesting to have that kind of travel log and that's something i think you could sit and read on the back porch and feel like you experience a whole summer vacation you know without having to leave your seat
0: and it's not too heavy because there's no like child brides in it or anything
1: no no it's not habibi Yeah, uh, i'm sorry for nope. habibi that was nobody's getting their dick cut off <laughs> uh, no no it does sleep with a french woman though in
2: it and that's interesting oh you know <laughs> See, place of life so you had hair in her armpits
0: so Chris No, I, I think this is a much better uh pick, Paul.
2: <laughs> it's like I seek your approval. And I'm glad that you, we picked it for this, so then you can't make me read it, Paul. You still will find a way. We're good though. It's so much
1: it's, it's really good. It's no, it is, it's it a is, travel essays and, and it's it's really nice to feel like you've a, a way to experience those places. In, in a way that you would never experience because you might lack the connections to have those kind of experiences. So like he stays at a uh a, in the French villa with a friend of his and you know he's actually like inside that you know that household so he's living as if he was a resident there, which is something that I know I'll probably never experience in my lifetime just because of the lack of money and lack of connections. Unless listeners, you're listening in France and want to fly me and my wife over to your fancy French villa, where I can eat all the cheese. Not
2: just, <laughs> not just some of the cheese, all of the all cheese. All of the cheese, all of the cheese. <laughs> will I love cheese. Oh,
1: some camembert,
2: some brie. When I met Paul, he, worked in, a, he worked in a cheese shop. I love cheese. <laughs>
1: Chris, what book do you love to read during the summer?
0: Uh, My first pick is a book that I've loved for years now. Um, I actually bought the first trade of this in the summer that I graduated from high school. So my first dipping my toe into this book was kind of reading the same way, just like sitting outside on the summer porch, not drinking because I was a kid, and you shouldn't do that if you're underage. Uh, But this is from DC Comics, their cliffhanger imprint. This is Crimson, written by Brian Augustin, with art by Humberto Ramos, and this is telling the story of 16-year-old Alex Elder who gets attacked by a group of vampires when he's going through the park with his friends, and becomes something of a vampire chosen one. Um, Humberto Ramos art, so it's really bright, fun, like, super kinetic, but also it's a Crazy, like big fantasy book uh, that likes to dwell, kind of on the darker side of things. <laughs> it was just a lot of fun. Um, and That's kind of what got me back into comics because this came out in trade right when I was kind of feeling that itch.
2: It's, it's a great book. I love the look of it. When you introduced it to me, it's one of those things where uh, Herberto Ramos <laughs> always on my radar. Like I, I can't say enough about the book. It was, it looked great, uh, felt great. Yeah, it's a great, great summer book.
0: I, I wish they would go back to it and like do another series or something. But I kind of want to reread the, reread it. It's been oh, it's, it's been it's, like fifteen years. Is is worth a reread? Um, mm-hmm. I saw in the solicitation information that uh, some companies putting out in omnibus of it Ooh. I don't think it's actually coming out from DC but uh, someone's going to be reprinting the whole like whole story um, it was told originally like in a 24 issue series with like two spin-off books um, and then it was in four trade paperbacks so they're going to be collecting it all into one easy to read book and I was going to say before I forgot um, there's going to be links to buying all of these off of Amazon over on our show notes page so if we mention anything that strikes your fancy Click that link, get a great book, and help us out too, because we get a portion of that sale. Yeah. yeah. So, John, what's your first pick?
2: Uh, my first pick is gonna be a indie book, guys. Ooh. Ah, and well, as my one was an indie book. This one is uh shelf. Completely done by Tom uh, Skiloli. S C I O L I. Oh, wow. Scioli, Scioli, Tom Scioli. Uh, he does everything from writing, art, publishing, lettering, coloring, everything in this book. And it is um. Did I say the title? American Barbarian. No. <laughs> no.
1: Wait, is he American Barbarian because he has hair is red, white, and blue? Uh, maybe. Uh,
2: this is a post. Post-apocalyptic tale about uh, the youngest of seven brothers um, who all work for uh, King Hmm. uh, in this post-apocalyptic world. And uh, it finds out that he is the chosen one out of his brothers to wield a star sword. Hmm. But they got to be careful because rolling through America, I guess because he's an American barbarian, is a character called Two-Tank Omen. who is a pharaoh-looking guy who has two tanks for feet and just drives around. Uh, This book is incredibly fun, has over-the-top violence. It's very uh, reminiscent of... um, Jack Kirby's art? Jack Kirby. Yes. But more over-the-top and crazy. Uh, Very much so. Uh, It's a really fun read. It's only three issues. Um, I got them on Comicsology. They were ninety nine cents each. Oh, not bad. Um, you can't go wrong with it, and it's kind of fun helping out a guy who's doing everything himself with this. Mm-hmm. But the story—I mean, it's that of Two Tank Omen comes to town. All his brothers, his family is killed, and then it's him set on revenge for issue mm-hmm. two and three. And again, like it's fun. It plays out perfectly and i don't want to give anything else away with it because check it out read it it's three it's less than three dollars for like for all three issues and again it's something you can just sit down read and just be content with the over the top action of american barbarian
0: over the top over the top so paul who goes next does john go again or
1: well it depends how many we're doing John, go ahead and go again,
2: if you're if you ready. Uh, let me see if my other book finished downloading, because I wanted to look through it. Okay, well, well, you I look talk. through that. I'll talk about We Three.
1: the other. Uh, it's also a three-issue uh, little miniseries, and this is a book that you can read right off the r- real quick. Um, it's written by Grant Morrison, art by Frank Wilde Quietly, and I think this was published by DC Proper. Uh, I'm, uh, might I, be I think well. it was actually
0: a Vertigo book. Was it Vertigo? Okay, I think, so. I think it's yep,
1: Wildstorm. It, nope, it's uh, ver- well, now it's it might have been Wildstorm, but it's uh, listed under now as uh, Vertigo Comics. And it this gets is pretty rough. Uh, this is a cute story, kind of. It came out in two thousand four, uh, of three different animals uh, basically being weaponized by the American government to try to come up with a mecha, some, some sort of weird mecha animal the soldiers. Uh, and all they want to do is get home, and it's the story of a dog, a rabbit, and a bun, a cat, uh, all trying to just uh, escape this government science center and get home in these mecha robot suits. And uh, so, it's Frank Wiley's art is works really here, uh, I, I think, greatly. Uh, I, mean, I know that Chris he have usually have a problem with Frank Wiley he's days. He say he makes everybody look like balloons stuffed with sausages. Yes,
0: uh, uh, His animals are here, great, but it's because he's he's doing animals and they're pretty pretty spot on.
1: Mm-hmm. And and dogs are really weird looking, you know, most of the time. So I think he does a great uh great job here. There was a deluxe hardcover edition uh, released in two thousand and eleven, but um, man. Bandit, Tinker, and Pirate. You know, that's the name of the characters. The bunny is Pirate. Tinker is, I think, uh, is a cat, and Bandit is a dog. You, fall, you know, it's only for three issues, but, man, you fall in love with these characters really yeah, quick. Probably because they're animals.
0: It's <laughs> a great book, and it's like... I equate it to kind of Homeward Bound. But if hmm. the animals were in mech suits on the run... Hmm.
1: Uh, James Gunn said that the other comic book, you know, the director for Guardians of the Galaxy said this was the other comic book project that he would want to work on during a Facebook q and I,
0: I think this would be an awesome movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was picked up by New Line back in 2006, but I don't think it ever got anywhere. Uh, but I, I don't think we need a movie. I don't think there's really enough there for a full movie. It would just, because... Every issue is basically uh, the animals getting a little closer to home, huge fight scene, then the animals getting closer to home, and I don't want to spoil too much. But uh, it does talk about the heart drinks a little bit, you know? It's, but it's a quick read, one beer uh, on the porch, and you're good. Right, John? It
2: is. I actually just read this. Oh. Well, uh, well, I wanted to... Okay, thank you. Uh, I wasn't sure I... if you got no, no. through it or not. No, I did um it's a really fun book, and I actually was got to my girlfriend's mother's house before anyone else showed up mm-hmm. and I happened to have that and uh Tangier in my car and I read the book and drank the beer and it was hot out, so I did everything <laughs> that this was supposed to do, mm-hmm. and this is a perfect book for that because it has a lot of heart and it does have that you know you it's fun and it does make it's a it's a feeling book yeah
0: and uh I, I think this is some of Grant Morrison's best though because it's not uber crazy like yeah. as out there as the idea mm-hmm. is it's still somewhat grounded
1: yeah yeah and he doesn't go crazy into what is exi- he does go a little crazy with what is uh you know conception what is thought and everything he goes oh it's, it's like
0: it. the dog's like I are good yeah yeah with or stuff like that he says it
1: Mr. Good. Yeah, the yeah.
0: animal, the animals can talk. Yeah, I don't know if you mentioned that before, but
1: through through their cybernetic in, implants and everything, yes. Uh,
0: so it's good. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I you didn't read this before, John?
2: No, it was one of those things. Uh-huh. It was one of those things that was always I get around to reading it kind yeah. of a book. Um, so no, I'm glad I did for this and did it in the exact purpose of why we're supposed oh to my be goodness, doing this. This would have been my biology book. <laughs>
1: If, you know, I was assigning things, you know, books or different classes. I figured classes.
0: Paul would still, like, <laughs> adhere to his rules <laughs> but, while fitting into everything else, and I'm glad he's confirming that.
1: Yeah, well, come on. <laughs> you, you, I had my uh, foreign language book or, you know, or study abroad book, which was Shanate Voyage, and here's my biology book of V3. Uh, because it's like dissecting a frog.
2: Yeah, it's just Just like it. That segmented worm and split Mm -hmm. it open.
0: (laughs) Chris, uh, what's your book? Uh, My book was one of our favorites when it was coming out. A little bit different from everything else, I think that we've picked or will pick. But I'm going with Wednesday Comics.
2: Oh.
0: Uh, Wednesday Comics was the final, I think, weekly series that DC Comics did. Rick's um, it was printed on newsprint every week and each page was like one or two different comics and they had some great creators on this mm-hmm. um, telling great stories. And I just think it was fun for the medium it was something completely different and I think the way that they actually packaged the book into the hardcover is awesome because it's oversized the thing's like two feet tall by like maybe like one foot so when you open it up it's about the size of a newspaper um, except everything's, uh, all the stories are told chronologically now. It's not like you get one page of one, one page of another. Um, I don't have enough good stuff to say about this and just everything that they did with it, and I'm kind of sad they didn't try it again.
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree, because it was, I, I, I don't know, maybe they with all the backup features that they were doing, they were trying to bring it, to do it that way but i don't know it's 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 a tough um Mm -hmm. what's so weird with dc who constantly has
1: this weird no no we need to condense and really get out there who these characters are and tell this one version of the characters and get this out to the public and then the stuff everybody actually ends up enjoying is creators just telling cool stories With whatever version of the character they want to tell the story with, you know, you can't have uh, the new DCU Aquaman and the Aquaman that you know comes up and starts talking on a clamshell as if it's a phone, uh, you know, on Wednesday Comics. You know, these two different versions of the character being out there, and it seems like DC constantly goes back and says, "Oh no, no, we gotta, we gotta streamline." Our vision of these characters, and that's what kills cool projects like Wednesday Comics. <laughs> I'd rather have yeah. Wednesday Comics every single issue of DC Universe than sometimes what we get with DC Universe.
0: I agree. I that's why agree. it's my pick. Um, this is that's the, the perfect book. I mean, it's not something you could easily take to like a cafe and just sit down at a table and start reading, but. This would just be awesome. It's all fun, light reading. Mm-hmm. Nothing's too heavy. And you can just read through it all, or you can just pick and choose your favorite pages or your favorite stories in there. Mm-hmm. And have have a blast. Yeah.
1: The Flash is definitely some of my favorite work in there. Uh,
0: the Flash was really good.
1: Uh, was it S- Supergirl?
0: Supergirl was, really was the great. one that was by Amanda Conner. Mm-hmm.
1: I really enjoyed that. Plastic like- Man. Kyle Baker. Plastic Man,
0: was it? No, that um, Hawkman it was Kyle Baker.
1: Oh, Kyle Baker! Yeah, he did the Savage Hawkman. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking uh, of Kyle Baker doing the actual Plastic Man on the Lam.
0: Yeah, he did that the plastic trade. Man yeah. Um, I also like the Brian Stelfreeze Catwoman and Etrigan the Demon oh. it was just like a crazy pairing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there was the Metamorpho by Neil Gaiman and Mike Allred. <laughs> yeah. There, there's just a lot of like awesome stuff in this book and it was always worth checking out because you know what? It like the regular like Sunday comics, there might have been stories that I didn't care for. Uh, Paul Pope, Adam Strange.
1: Yeah, but then every once in a while you, you had a really good like I quote unquote issue of it. Like, you know. Exactly. You're
2: really
0: like well actually that was a pretty good. Idea. <laughs> the, like I might not read Prince Valiant uh-huh. in the comics, but I would always take a second to look at mm-hmm. it, you know.
2: And the um the Paul Pope um Adam Strange, he was really going for that uh um Princess of Mars kind of feel and, mm-hmm. and going yeah. with that kind of artwork. Like he was trying yeah. to homage that, I think, with that book. Yeah.
0: Which there's nothing wrong with it, but Like I said, just not my uh, style of comic. But, hey, great thing about this book is there's something there for everybody.
2: Yeah, talking about not your style of comic book. John, what are you, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's going to be another indie book. This is from uh, the publisher, Frankenstein's Daughter. This is Dead Horse, written by Eric Grissom and art by Phil Sloan. And this is a government conspiracy book. What? tied in with like a national treasure on the Lamb crazy off the wall book um, this takes place with uh, this, the main character William uh, receiving this letter and a key from his father and the letter basically says if you're reading this something has happened and you need to go to this place the only problem is William is super phobic and he doesn't leave the apartment. Hmm. Uh, but he's driven out by his neighbors, who he's grown to love over the last five years, who are working for the government, who have been waiting for him to get this key. <laughs> so he goes on the lam. As he's on the lam, he meets two people on a bus, and they become fast friends and go on the lam together, as they're then being chased by a government operative who dresses up like a gorilla. It's really over-the-top crazy fun, but it is grounded. The characters have heart to them, and it's just fun. And uh, Volume 2 has come out of this. It's only been two issues. I haven't gotten a third in quite a while, and I'm a little pissed because I want to get a conclusion out of this, but the first volume is a lot of fun. It leaves you with a little bit of Mm. uh, kind of a nail-biter ending, what's going to happen. And I, I don't know. I've I've enjoyed this. I've been waiting to bring this up for a trade and policy. But I've always been like, oh, if they don't like it, I don't want to be pissed at them. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've been pushing it back and bringing other things to it. But I really like this book. It's something cheap that you can pick up again. And it fulfills everything. It's got my, that fun, my, enjoyable.
1: My one question is, uh, did the agents that he... We got in the car with to drive to the place. Just ask him for the key and the letter. Hey, buddy, um, where are we going? Oh, can I see the key? That's weird that he would send this to you. Is can I? And then just take a copy of the key. Why? Why didn't they do that? It didn't come up like that. Right. Well, they seem like pretty shitty agents. Like,
2: well, they they were like an elderly couple that were there to watch him. Right. and they did try to poison and kill him. Well, they didn't need to do all that. They could
1: have just they probably could asked have... to see the key and then quickly make you know do one of those thump you know press
2: in yeah. copies yeah. and then, then give it back the key. Then you don't have a fucking story,
1: Paul. Well, it seems
2: like a pretty shoddy premise, John. <laughs> well, if you read the book, it's not. But even like the guy that's dressed up like a gorilla, he's. kind <laughs> He's kind of an idiot, and the people who have to work—well, yeah, he's dressed like a girl. <laughs> but the people that have to work with him are kind of like, come on, Jerry, like knock it off. Why yeah, he didn't pick this for a trading policy? I probably would hate it.
0: <laughs> Paul just hates it already. if he made up his mind.
2: It, it's a lot of fun. I like it, and it's definitely something that should be checked out. Again, indie. I went
0: indie, boys. That's okay. You're allowed to. Thank you. I think it sounds fun, and I'm not going to nitpick it like Paula's.
2: Well, I have it, and you can read it anytime you want. Thank you. I will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Chris, what a, what a, what a, is there any other book that you uh, want to highlight here in this section?
0: Uh, yeah, for I picked up a third one, um, although this one's kind of broad, because this is the Fables spinoff, and it's any of the Cinderella books. Mm. Um, in the Fables world, if you don't know what Fables is, all the fairy tale characters you read about as a kid are real. They all live in New York City. They're on the run from their homelands, yada, yada, yada. Great book, coming to an end soon. But in the story, Cinderella is actually Fable Town's secret agent. So she goes on all sorts of spy missions to hunt down fables of interest or like uh, enchanted items that they need to keep contained. Cinderella, just a lot of fun, crazy action-adventure um they're all written by chris robeson and then i'm trying to think who's been on art for most of them sean mcmanus um you don't need to read fables to enjoy this book they give you enough information just on the character at the beginning of each of the miniseries that there have been uh they've had like four of them now between the uh fable series and then her appearing actually in the uh, fairest book but she was one of my favorite characters in that book so i always appreciate whenever they would let her branch off and kind of do her own thing it's like a summer action movie in your comics Yeah,
2: yeah um uh, they were, they always seem fun i think i only read one or two of those spin-off ones um i think the, it was the one with like um it was like the Arabian Nights one where it was like all different stories
0: oh uh, yeah oh yeah it's uh, the the uh, 1001 nights of snowfall
2: yeah um they're always a lot of fun I've always
0: enjoyed them. And
1: that one was released just as a graphic novel all I once, sorry, right? yeah. The 1001 yeah. Nights of Snowfall?
0: Yeah, that came out as a hardcover, uh, <laughs> and then later they released it as a softcover. But yeah, it was a standalone book that kind of shed some light on some of the Fables characters in the time before like, Fable Town was actually settled.
1: Yeah, I used to love Bill Willingham until he took over JSA.
2: And you I, refuse to read any I, of it. I, <laughs> I'm done.
1: I just here's,
0: here's the thing: Fables is still good. Yeah, yeah. and uh, what I think is awesome is Fables um, is coming to an end. But instead of doing like the final issue, like the last issue is actually going to be the final trade too. It's like a hundred something pages.
2: Whoa! Wow!
0: But, but it's actually going to be like Fables volume like twenty-one or whatever.
2: That's interesting. That's nice. Yeah.
0: So I, have, I think it's cool that they're having a big send off for what's been a uh, Vertigo Comics' log longest running series now. <laughs> wow! Wait, it, it act- shutting up.
1: wait it actually took the crown from uh, both uh, Swamp Thing and uh, what's the one uh, Neil Gaiman's big thing? Um, Sandman, Sandman. was Sandman? Only
0: like seventy issues. Oh, really? Yeah. And I stopped buying Fables because I was just buying the trades, and I was like, I don't need to double dip this chip. Like, mm-hmm. I'm cool just buying the trade paperbacks. I stopped buying at issue number like one sixteen. Yeah, you were doing it for a while.
2: Have you picked up any of the uh, the Wolf Among Us books?
0: I haven't because I was actually uh, playing the episodic game, so I didn't know how much crossover there was between that and the comic. Because I'm assuming the comic is a retelling of the events of the yeah the game. Telltale game, but I wasn't sure. So once I'm finished with the game, because I fell off, I haven't purchased the final episode of that, um, I was going to check out the book. Nice. Yeah. John, what's yours?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with a book that is one of my favorites. Um, We haven't talked about this in many, many years, and this is John Rosam's Zombie. Uh, This can be his classic... 90 series. For Milestone? For Milestone, which I set out in my yard like two weeks ago and read uh, 18 issues straight. Um, Or the, what I have in front of me right now is the 2011 New uh, 52. uh, No, pre-New 52. Oh, it was right before. um, That he worked with Fraser Irving on. Um, Zombie takes place uh, with the character David Kim, who has been uh, injected with nanotechnology, which keeps him alive. He is at the pristine perfection. He's starting to learn how to control um, the nanotechnology so he can turn, you know, he can have them replicate popcorn. So he has two pieces of the exact same popcorn in his hand. Or even send them into a lock and create a key. Mm -hmm. Like he can
0: do... Oh, why did not they get him in Dead Horse?
2: (laughs) They should. Uh... (laughs) I agree with Paul now. <laughs> yeah. Dick. Um, but this takes place with many of the many adventures that he has with uh, the same cast of characters <laughs> of... Um, I'm blanking on their names, but... Nonetheless. Nonetheless. None of the above. Uh, none from the above. Um, but different different characters. John Rosam's writing, I wish he did... More because I really like his style. Mm-hmm. I really like his ideas and the characters and the villains that he comes up with. Um, something that I highly recommend checking out. And I mm-hmm. enjoy. This is what got me interested in Fraser Irving's art. I know Chris isn't a fan, but I yeah, still, I still a fan. I really love John Rosam's art. John Ros? Well, not Fraser
1: Irving. Fraser Irving. I enjoy his art, but his color palette I think is the thing that's the most unique about him he uses like really garish purples and then over the t- top like really saturated oranges uh, that really just pop because most of the time it's really muted but it, it'll be monotone and then it but it'll be mo- then it'll be monochromatic and it'll just be like a weird color like that purple for whatever reason when I think of his art I think of a weird purple um, yeah uh, and
2: I'm uh, I've got a color difficulty, so maybe I'm just wrong on that. But no. purple and orange. No, he he definitely uses the colors that, and it just pops and it mm-hmm. changes from page to page. And some things are super bright, and some things are muted. Oh, look, you're going through it now. That's purple, right? It's a pinky purple. Okay, well, that's that that's saying. more purpley. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. That's purple, purple, all purple, monochrome. <laughs> um, Chris. He already did it. Your turn. Oh, my turn. I was, uh, I was my, gonna
0: say yes. I was gonna ask you what your book was. Oh, my
1: last pick Correct. is a uh, is a great crossover. It, I know it happens in Thanksgiving in the book, but this is JLA JSA, Virtue and Vice, uh, written by David escoyer and Jeff Johns, uh, art by Carlos Pachenko, who did uh, as we talked about uh, uh, Arrow Smith uh, for one of the readings, and this is just a fun. Big over the top action, Justice League, uh, JSA. It doesn't matter who you're a bigger fan of. Both, all those characters are here to fight Despero, and Johnny Sorrow, and Lex Luthor, and even themselves. It's so much fun, uh, packed into, uh, just, uh, maybe a hundred page story here. And I think this is like the perfect you know comic book
2: over-the-top popcorn kind of
1: action that you want i think this
2: is one of our first uh this is one of our first trading Trading policies
0: policies too well i think so because it was before we were doing the actual show notes
1: it's it's a lot of fun and i suggest anybody if you got the time and you can find it it's just just fun it's good you got The Rock of Eternity in there. you got Shazam, Smithoff. it got
2: everything you need. Everything you want in a big, over-the-top summer action film. Yeah, I know. It's good. I like the it's art good. in it, too. Who's the artist? Carlos Pachenko. Carlos Pachenko. Good job. From the people
1: that brought you the relaunch, basically, of uh, GSA. Over at DC. Yeah. So. Right in the Justice League.
0: Yeah. Hey, if you think any of these books sound good, uh, like I said, go over to our show notes page. There's going to be a link to them all over there, so you can buy them off of Amazon. And like I also said, you should buy them because we'll get a portion of that sale if you follow the link.
1: Oh man, I should have followed the link and tried to pre-order Batman Arkham Knight because I just bought it on Steam. <laughs> and, I, and of course, I want well, Wait, hey, digi- Here's the thing. I want with the digital well, deluxe version. If
0: you don't play it, you can just return it.
1: Oh. Maybe I'll return it right now and then try to buy it on Amazon. Because I went with Digital Deluxe. Because I know I'm... There's no way I'm not buying the DLC for that stuff. Right. You know? It's just going to happen. I'm going to get that and, DLC.
0: And hopefully something else that's just going to happen is people go on to iTunes and rate and review us.
1: It's been a while since we've gotten a rate and review. We get ratings, uh just no reviews. We really want to read those reviews. We read them on air when we, we receive them. We love getting them. Especially when they're uh,
2: written kind of more for us. Those Mm -hmm. are a lot of fun.
1: Like if there was a school teacher that wanted to review us right now (laughs) on our summer reading list, that
2: would be amazing. Yeah, tie it into the show, the episode. We got a great one where uh, somebody reviewed us as, as, Bizarro. as Bizarro and as uh, Mr. Rogers. because that's all I Paul great.
1: was like, "Fuck Mr. Rogers."
2: <laughs> I never said oh, F you, Mr. Yeah, Rogers.
1: Yeah. No, you did. Oh, okay, maybe you I did, did. because I don't really all all like over him. Mr. Rogers. I, I don't like Mr. <laughs> His puppetry sucks. Sorry, it's puppets man. are the worst. <laughs> he had no budget,
2: <laughs> guy.
1: He just gave all that money. Oh, shrill voice
2: and everything for the kids.
1: Oh,
0: Everybody so kind of grew up with Mr. Well, don't, Rogers. Well, don't judge us based off You lived of Paul. in Pennsylvania. If you want to like, judge us based off of Paul, just make sure you do it over on one of his begging Board Bites that you can see <laughs> over on our YouTube channel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, don't don't drag John into it just because he's associated with it <laughs> Yeah. I, uh, next week, we'll be giving you a... Uh, well, not this week, but next week, the following week, we'll be having our review of uh, Kittens in the Blender. Kittens in the Blender. And John is taking the lead on that review. Such I won't talk as much. It's going to be great. Such a fun card game to play.
0: No, okay. I, I wanted to say uh, I watched the King of Tokyo one. Looked really good. Uh, a lot of fun. It made me want to play King of Tokyo.
2: You should play with Let's us.
0: You, you, want, you want to play King of Tokyo?
2: Yeah. yeah. Is there,
0: like, an app that we can all play together? <laughs>
2: Probably not. It should be. But
1: Yellow doesn't have any apps. Days of Wonder does. Days of Wonder's uh, got a ton. Yeah.
0: Oh, is that the people that make uh,
1: Tickets to, Ticket to Ride, Small yeah. World? Yeah. Yeah. bunch of them.
0: All right. Well, uh, that was fun,
1: guys. Uh, yeah. Read some books. Enjoy read the summer. Books. And um,
0: the is lawn. next week our next trading policy? I guess so. Yeah. Let's okay, we we talked it out last week, and I couldn't remember yep. what I said. Uh, but yeah, next week uh, another book that you, if you, if you want to read to read along with us. But we're gonna be doing Superman Earth One Volume Three by mm. J. Michael Straczynski and someone different on art because it's not Shane Davis. Oh, oh wow, uh, okay. who was it? I started yeah. reading it. Adrian Siff. That's who it was.
1: I, I might miss his, you know. That's that's
0: interesting. Okay. So, something something to discuss mm-hmm. oh still a good looking book tis